Oh, welcome to our podcast, Deeper Into the Dark, where two friends descend into... Wait, no, it's descend deeper into... No, wait, I already forgot our intro. Descend into true crime, the paranormal... Or, hold on, descend into paranormal, the true crime, and all things strange. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, (laughs) Deeper Into the Dark, where two friends descend into true crime, the paranormal, and all things strange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what are you, the Kool-Aid man now? Alright, bear with me, guys, because I just did five days of work. (laughs) She did. That's our record for Christina. But it's, how many hours? Ten hours a day? Mm -hmm. Bitch. (laughs) So, if you guys are looking for me, just know I'll be following Christina since she's getting that money. (laughs) The shmoney. The shmoney. But I get two days off next week, so that's nice. When? This week coming up. When? Oh, like Tuesday and... I forgot the other day. I On Monday, I gotta take a picture of my schedule, because I don't remember. Because I work tomorrow. Mm. I thought you didn't work weekends. So, Saturdays, and it's every other Saturday. Okay, so this coming Saturday, you'll be off? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I, was like, I wasn't even I supposed understand. to work this Saturday because it's my first day by myself. But they were they were short, and the other girl was moving, and she ended up not moving, um, because they didn't give her her keys in time. She's getting them on Monday, which I have to work Monday because she's not working. So Ariel's like, my manager was like, uh, you know, I really want the, I would like the help. I'll buy you lunch, and I was like, food. All right, yeah, I'll come. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is not enough to get me to come in. I'm going to be like, bitch, no, I need my sleep. I need my poop time. I mean, I it was a, uh, it was Saturday, so it was slower. There wasn't that many people. But I'm still, like, getting um, used to doing everything on my own. But you're getting it, right? Yeah. That's good. I'm excited. Every time you say I'm excited, I feel like you're lying. I know, just my, like, no, I'm, I'm dealing. Exci- no, I'm, I'm excited. It's just my hand really hurts right now. Because I um, picked up my... She is not excited. She Look, hates it. I picked at it. It's really irritated. <laughs> I'm excited for the check. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm getting paid a lot more than I did before. So mm-hmm. go you. Get that moner. Get that cheddar. Get that cheddar. Get that mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch. We're going like big old bag big old big, big old cheese. Oh, what is it? Wheel. Those cheese wheels? <laughs> I'm going to make my own Alfredo pasta shit. <laughs> got that Romano. Or a Parmesan. We prefer Romano. Why am I talking about that? Anyways. <laughs> now I'm hungry How again. have you been, Christina? I'm doing good. You know, new job off on my own now as of Friday. So my first official day by myself was Saturday. Um, yeah. But it's just been like back to back because I literally... Stopped my last job, March 31st, started my new job, April 3rd, and I went to Dallas for that week, and then was driving around Rock for two weeks, and now I'm at my home base for this last week, so it's just been, like, hitting it hard. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, and they were, like, apologizing, because usually it's, like, a slower process for newbies, but because they were short-staffed last minute. Bitch, I'd be like, that's a raise like... for another dollar. <laughs> I'm just saying. But yeah, doing that, um, getting fully out of debt. That's good. Yeah. 
Oh, that sounds better. I turned on the high, which is picking up my... Oh. And stuff like that. My... Sound like my dog. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. That's you awesome, dude. Just working. <laughs> yeah. Wait, um, what did we do last weekend? Okay, so we had off. Oh, yes. There you guys. Sorry. Um, We didn't uh, record last week to or upload an episode because we took a week off from recording we just needed like a quick refresher for ourselves and our lives just to get things in order and like not for the podcast personally but for our personal lives yeah and so we can mentally and i just wanted um, to hang out with stefan we just needed to like mentally decompress from just the (laughs) podcast because we've been going at it every single week Every single every single Saturday. No, Sunday. Not that that's a challenge for most people, but for us it is. Yeah, because stuff works Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And then I did, and then with this new job, it's off and on. I'll have, like, one random day off because I work four days now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're spaced out so weird. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I made like, I feel it. <laughs> Um, and then I'm also in school and it's like next week is our final week. Yeah. Did you need another break? Oh no, I just, um, I need to write this stupid paper. Like I already know what I'm going to talk about. I just need to write it. It's just not interesting. No, you did it. I already already know. (laughs) And then, um, I'm probably just going to squeeze by with a C because I really don't like history. Um, I wonder how many people just do that because of history, because they hate it. They're like, fuck it, I'm just doing a C. Well, here's the thing. A lot of his questions are, peop- like, peop- like uh, names. And I'm so bad with names, even in, like, human... Real life. I was going to say real life, but history is real life. You literally would tell me You're your name. You're not wrong. Oh, shit. You I mean, literally tell me your name. Real life, modern and I'm times. Forget. Not history. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. And this last test, I got a lot of the questions wrong because everybody was named fucking John. And they were just, their last names were different. So I was mixing yeah, all the Johns. the same fucking guy yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't, I don't know. I want to go to school, but I'm not like, bitch, I can barely concentrate to do podcasts. <laughs> I don't think I can do <laughs> school. <laughs> well, we could do school, like, stuff related to the podcast. Like, we can take a course on audio or whatever. Audio stuff doing. and this and that. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, I'd be more interested in that than, like, business. Even though... Well, I'm taking business. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, I would be more interested yeah. in audio versus... Business. I will say, business classes is a lot of math. I know I'm doing my business degree because I wanted to start my own... Um, Edible audio <laughs> No, my gosh. I mean, there's other places that have it. Um, the concept, but... Not my concept, if that makes sense. Hmm. But anyways, just uh, break it down. I want to own my own store, mm-hmm. and I'll be selling certain things and certain services. And I know that sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bitch. But it's very creative, and I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've already told you this. <laughs> certain <laughs> services. Wink, wink. Oh, my gosh. I do have a spooky update about me and Greg. Ooh. Um, spook me. So, <laughs> spook me. Spook me, daddy. 
excuse me, um, so, uh, I actually typed it down because I needed to, um, last night before bed, we were, um, settling in just to go to sleep, we were getting ready to go to bed, and we were just laying in the, do you hear that? Yeah, there's a ghost in here. It knows we're talking about it. Anyways, so I oh, was, um, watching the tapestry, of the wall right there, the tapestry, and the lamp was on still behind me. And I was just thinking about the game from earlier that we were playing the Sea of Thieves game. And me and that me and Greg played with his friend Billy. Mm -hmm. But, uh, well, while I was just zoning out and just watching the tapestry, I actually saw a shadow go across from right to left. Something moved in front of the lamp. And I was like, whoa, that was weird. And Greg's <laughs> like, what? I swear I saw something like a shadow move across like over the tapestry behind me but in front of the lamp. And he was like, maybe it was one of the tapestries on this wall, blowing with, like, the fan. But the shadow didn't come back like a fall. Mm -hmm. It just went right to left, and it kept continuing, and then it just disappeared. And then I was, like, watching it for a while, and I kept, like, playing with the tapestry behind me, maybe. And I was like, it kind of did it, but it didn't do it, like, all the way across the wall towards the window where our feet were. And it just really messed me up. <laughs> but yeah, I should have oh saw gosh. a shadow go, like like across the wall and I was like and the doors were closed the cats weren't in there it just really messed me up and Greg's like are you good and then I turned off the light and then we were falling asleep and there was this flash in the room and I opened my eyes I was like did you see that Greg and he's like what and I was like I swear I saw like a flash it was like lightning or something and he's like maybe the smoke detector and I was like blue I was like no and he's like are you good <laughs> Something's happening to you. <laughs> I don't know. It really fucked me up. But yeah, I saw a shadow go across the wall. But it was like from like, I wouldn't say floor to ceiling, but ceiling to where Greg was. And just a shadow go across from right to left. Maybe the things that we talk about here brought something. I mean, maybe. maybe. I mean, I saw your mic spin right now when we were coming. Yeah, in. that was interesting. It just moved. <laughs> yeah, right before we started recording. Not right before, like a few minutes before we started recording, her mic spun in its place. And I saw it, and I was like, did you see that, Christine? She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't paying attention. It's just weird. Just little things like that have been happening throughout the week. And I don't know what it is. And I think it's a ghost cat just messing with us. I think there's a ghost cat in here making his presence known like he wants cuddles and attention or she or he or they or um a ghost got attached to the cat, cat ghost and came into your abode greg was like maybe something just passed through like a ghost just literally walked through our fucking apartment like excuse me <laughs> <laughs> i don't need doors <laughs> excuse me <laughs> excuse me i'm just gonna walk in here stare at you and then walk away <laughs> <laughs> Gays. <laughs> I need straights. Let me find them. Let me go to the next one. Oh my gosh. Those are gays too. <laughs> um, Maybe that one. <laughs> that's a dude in a yeah yeah a dude and his girl. I was gonna say dude and his bitch. Dude and <laughs> dude and his bitch. What a dog. <laughs> that's mean. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Oh wait, hold on. Okay. Before we start, I have fun facts. Okay, what is it? Uh, okay. <laughs> What's <laughs> well, your fun what fact? <laughs> well, never mind. Wait, is it fun facts in general or for your story? No, it's just fun facts in general. But it's about ghosts. Oh, okay. So, They're fun. fun facts. <laughs> One of the greatest minds of humanity, Albert Einstein, actually mm -hmm. believed in ghosts. 
He said that He's all the energy spiritual. of the universe is constant, and since this energy cannot be destroyed, it can transform into new energy and can create ghosts. Thank you, Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I have another one. Ghosts are believed to have great senses of humor and love to hear people laugh. They are known to be quite the pranksters. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. So whenever something happens, it's a ghost's fault? Probably. Or, like, I don't know, it's just very cool. To so they up. must laugh a lot around me. Honestly. <laughs> or I wonder if they still laugh at farts. Oh, my gosh, right? <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> I do I do step, that a lot. I step. <laughs> yeah. That's, I thought that was cool. I was like, I don't see why these ghost people are always asking the same stupid question. What's your name? Do you live here? What were Who you killed doing? you? And I'd be like, um... How did or, you die? Or like, why don't you ask like something silly like, what was your favorite song when you were alive? Or is there a certain song that you hear sometimes through here that you like? Or maybe, um... What... Do you like my titties? <laughs> Are my breasts <laughs> big enough for your attention, sir? Or, like... Do you watch me in the shower? <laughs> or, like... Or do you join? <laughs> or bring, like, a book of dad jokes or something. Yeah. And just make them laugh. Like, give them a good time. Like, I'm sure these ghosts get tired of always being asked, What's your name? My name is John. How many people are in this room? Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like, these ghosts are probably like, Oh, my God, I am so tired of this same damn fucking question. No, I don't want to speak into your stupid recording device. We know what that is. We're not stupid. This isn't the first ghost hunt. Honestly. But, um, yeah. I don't know. If you guys want us to go on a ghost hunt and something you want to see, because oh, I'd love to. It. But, um, we're going to ask better questions than just, what's your name? Do you know what day it is? Well, I want to sleep in a haunted house. Me too. I want to sleep in a... Haunted oh. hotel. Yeah. The one here. And then I want to sleep in um, Salem uh, Witchy House. Oh, yes, in Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else do I want to do. I mean, we could also go to scary places and camp. I don't care. Um, Oh, you want to go camp? Bitch, you can do that on your own. I do not do camping. I am Mexican, but I am not that Mexican. (laughs) Bitch, I do not. We can take RV. (laughs) We'll figure out. We'll run a truck. Hey okay, guys, welcome truck. to our last podcast where we're camping. I'm going to say that if you ever do that. And I quit. We're not friends anymore. And if she you find camp. this, somebody manages to upload this episode, you'll just know that I knew something was bound to happen because shit happens to Mexicans in the woods. I'll be there to protect you. Please. Why? With your stopping skills when you're driving? Or to kill you. Listen to this bitch. <laughs> so I look you dead in the eyes. <laughs> Not if I do it first. <laughs> I'm going to beat them to it. <laughs> oh my if, God, that reminded me. <laughs> Not if I do it first. Not if I kill myself first. <laughs> <laughs> Not if I kill myself first. <laughs> Just kidding. Suicide is not funny. Um. <laughs> it is not, guys. It's not. Guys, ending your life should not be the answer ever. Especially for, like, reasons you can't control. Exactly. Which is like everything. Exactly. <laughs> Things are out of or your over like because of people or whatever. Anyways, Anyways another Jeez. ghost fact. Ghost fact. fact. 
Many believe that ghosts have a great sense of smell and are actually attracted to good scents like everyone. And apparently, lemons are a very pleasant scent that ghosts appreciate. So, pine saw. <laughs> lemon Maybe get that pine saw. Just a little, lemon just scented. a capful yeah. is enough you need. Just put it everywhere. Bitch, that's pine smell, not lemon. There's a lemon scent one. Oh, now. Yeah, put the lemon scent one. Get you some Lysol and wipe down the furniture. That Maybe that's all the ghosts want, guys. Stop leaving their houses looking like shit. Yeah. Go clean their house and leave them with the lemon scent. They'll be like, you know what, girl? You're good. We'll give you some evidence. We'll move this pot <laughs> into the right spot because you didn't put it back. <laughs> you didn't put it back, bitch. You just see the mop. <laughs> <laughs> you missed the cleaning. <laughs> There's you a spaghetti this whole spot. corner. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, those are my fun facts. I just had three. I thought they were cute little ghost ones. That was so cute. Um, so, yeah. Albert Einstein believes in ghosts. Ghosts have great sense of humor. And also, they like to smell good things. So, if you got that good, like, Marilyn Monroe perfume, wear that shit when you're ghost hunting. Or just have, like, a bowl of lemons in your house. Girl, bring some lemonade on a ghost hunt. Oh, yeah. Mm. Pour one for you. Here, have a glass, girl. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and guys, just a tip um, from the occult just side of myself. If you ever go ghost hunting, be respectful and take um, liquor, candy, cookies, treats, or something to leave behind for the ghost. Because that's very rude to not bring something for them when you want something from them. Mm-hmm. So it's always been... It's known throughout the occult world to always leave gifts and takes offerings for them just because it's... It's a good thing to do. It also amps up the possibility of you getting interactions from these spirits or entities. On to you, Christina. Thank you for my little fun fact moment. Well, I love it. So for my story, please don't be mad. Um, It is a child. I know I said I wasn't going to do children anymore, but listen here. This is the (laughs) child of all childs. And I'm going to explain that. So child of it was so child it was so child 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 so I was on Snapchat and you know how they have those wait, videos you can wait, watch wait 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 hold on you said child of child is this that one girl um famous actress that played no. Annie no oh no. Okay. that's the only child I think of <laughs> no Annie the, okay um so I saw it on there. And I wanted to see the whole video without all the ads. So I went to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I looked I looked it up. I watched it. I was like, oh my God, I love this. I'm going to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about it today. You ready? Let's go, girl. Let's do this. Let okay. me see your stuff. You know those nationwide alerts that come on your phone whenever a child's missing? Oh, yeah. The ones that I ignore. <laughs> the ones that you swipe away. Have you ever thought about why we have this? Because I ignore them. <laughs> And they're trying to get me to go be Avengers and go save some kids, and I'm not. A symbol. <laughs> Good copyright. This uh, is so mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> but let's be honest. Have you ever answered an Amber Alert and gone and saved a kid? Okay, no. here's the thing, though. When I'm driving and it, it's up on the thing, I do look at the license plates in the cars. Do you, do you really? Yeah, especially but if it's in your thing. area. I'm not the driver. Yeah. Uh, oh, but you have do? the time. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Look up. No, I don't. <laughs> Watch too... it. 
Watch what? Oh, because I'm highway. a passenger princess. <laughs> yeah. No, they never happen when I'm in the passenger princess. They always happen when I'm at work, when it's like three in the morning, that's when true. everyone's asleep. It's true. Well, that's when people get adopted. I'm just Or kidding. I'm at work. I'm not going to... Guys, I got to clock out. There's a kid that's lost. The fuck? No, I need Bill's <laughs> money to pay. <laughs> I mean, if I could do that. I'm going to manhunt this. Don't worry, guys. I'm clocking into my bounty hunter <laughs> shift. <laughs> Bill's oh my God, could we? <laughs> Let's start that. Um, okay, yes. Uh, well, why? Why do we yeah. have Amber Alerts? Why, so you ever thought about why we have this? Well, today on this episode, I wanted to talk about the abduction case and murder that sparked a change in our nation. My sources today came from the video on YouTube that I came across, and the channel's called Unseen. Did you go to any sources that the video got their stuff from? That's what it was from. I googled the snapchat person uh-huh and they did a and they're called unseen too so i went on youtube and i was like i put in the person's name unseen and then their channel came up with their video and i watched their video did you go and to I where the video got their stuff from no they are the ones who made the video where did they get their stuff from there had to have well there's no um um, I'm just calling I'm you gonna out say, you call me out all the time. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you, um, some of the video that was shown is filmed by someone, and I'm going to talk oh, about okay, it. okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well, I'm going to give me some time. Nope. <laughs> just kidding. Hold on. <laughs> Let me flop, flop my necklace. <laughs> Your necklace. Your <laughs> All right, so. So it all started on January 13th, 1996 in Arlington, Texas. So, and it's like, always Texas. Which I was just there. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kidding. So that's, that's what sparked it. I was like, oh, what happened in Arlington? I was just there. <laughs> Girl, I know. I I've been this. there. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> just you on the video going to work. <laughs> Honestly, that was me the entire time. All right. So when a nine-year-old was abducted off her little pink bike outside a Winn-Dixie store just down the street, from where she was staying. Does that store still exist? Winn Dixie. Um, no, it was one of those older general stores. Oh, kind of like how? Kind of like the Piggly, yeah, just like the Piggly, Piggly Piggy Whitley. Yeah, oh, it was like okay. one of those. Um, so around her ninth birthday, a film crew was following Donna Norris around for a story on welfare reform and captured the last moments before her child's abduction a few weeks later, thus being the last images of her daughter, Amber Hagerman. This little girl's name, we have come to know everywhere we hear an Amber Alert. That's what it's named after. Her abduction caught nationwide attention and changed the lives of thousands of children. Her case is still unsolved today, 27 years later, and her mom, Donna Norris, vowed that her death would not go in vain. So, the person unseen that did the channel, their video source came from this documentary clip for welfare reform. And they still uh, went with the documentary. They didn't, like, air it for its original purpose. They did, um, they video recorded, still kept the video recording, and then they recorded after the fact of the so abduction they built a and death. So on that after yeah. yeah okay um ba, ba, ba. 
Or I wouldn't even say they built it. I'd say they just re yeah. renamed it. They asked Donna for permission, and she said yes because she wanted to get nationwide attention on this. Um, abduction. Abduction, or just abduction of children in general. Okay. So, Amber was at her grandparents' house with her mother, Donna, and little brother, Richard, that goes by Ricky, which I think is ironic because I have three Rickies in my family, and they all stem from my grandpa, Rick. So, he, he was just Rick, and then I have two Rickies. So, I think it's funny that they called someone who's Richard, Ricky. I've never heard that before, but I was like, oh, interesting. I used to know a guy named Ricky. I think you know him, too. Oh, maybe. He was in our middle school. Mm. Anyways, I wanted to fuck him. But, okay. <laughs> Little mushroom head wanted to fuck a Ricky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get railed by a Ricky. Get railed. That sounds so gross. Because I know your family. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, God. so gross. I'm just imagining my Ricky now. <laughs> no. Oh, my poor babies. <laughs> okay, anyways. Edit out this whole... Alright, so... Richard, that goes by Ricky, she was abducted midday while riding her bike around 3.10 p.m. with her brother Ricky. She was told they can't go further than the end of the street by her mom. The last thing Donna told Amber was to stay with your little brother and come back. Not even three minutes later, Ricky notices Amber is going further than she's supposed to. Thus, he decides to turn around and drive home because he's a little boy. He got scared. Because Amber's nine, and I believe he's, like, three or four. Mm -hmm. Um, This leaves Amber all alone, and when Ricky comes home without Amber, Donna begins to get worried. Donna and her father immediately go out and desperately look for Amber. So she's literally going down the street yelling, Amber, Amber, Amber. The last uh, Ricky saw, she was at the corner store two blocks from their home. The Mm Winn-Dixie. Or, yeah, Winn-Dixie grocery store. Amber was nowhere to be found, but one man, Jimmy Keevil, saw exactly what happened from his backyard, and he called 911. He saw the man go up behind Amber, grab her from underneath her arms, and placed her in his open truck. So he kept the door open. Hmm, okay. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Police responded quickly to the call showing up to the abduction site investigating that area and launching a search of that area at the same time donna contacted friends and family members to put up and hand out flyers with amber's picture on it volunteers began to show up and help find her donna begins to worry though knowing if a child is not found in the first 24 hours they are likely murdered Donna begins to stand outside waiting and looking, but police tell her to wait inside because media is starting to show up, but Donna sees this as an opportunity to reach out to the public and get them involved. Mm -hmm. The next day, January 14th, 1996, police followed every lead, but still no luck. Donna at this point is losing hope and feeling powerless, but knows she cannot give up. Unfortunately, the day is passing. The media coverage is less and less volunteers are showing up. After 72 hours, people believe the kidnapper could have taken Amber further or even to a different state. Mm -hmm. Because at this point, it's been three days. Oh, easily. Yeah. So on January 17th, 1996, 
four days after her abduction, around 11.41 p.m., the police dispatcher received a call. Amber's body was found in a creek. This creek was only four miles from her abduction site. Stuart Knocker was walking his dog. He looked over his fence of his apartment complex mm -hmm. and he saw something white. And then he notices it's a body. So he immediately called police because he's like, I'm not going to walk over there. I'm just going to call police. Mm -hmm. um, when Donna goes to identify the body, she is destroyed looking at her daughter's body in this terrible shape. And the police even tried to keep her from seeing her body like that because it was so bad. The This loss of Amber had really broken the family and Donna did everything she could to keep it a healthy home for Ricky. Um, the poor little boy began to act out because he didn't fully understand what was happening, but he blamed himself. And the biggest thing is that he thought if he stayed with his sister, she'd still be here. And that's a lot for a little three, four-year-old to exactly like you to be put, thinking. You would have just been gone too. I know. Or like hurt on the instant really badly. Mm-hmm. In the coming days, Amber's funeral sparks outrage in the community because there's no leads on suspects or any arrests being made. This made other parents extremely afraid for their own child's safety. Um, did y'all help with that search when the mother was looking oh, for yeah. her? Oh, uh, yeah. A whole bunch of volunteers. The community came together and people from neighboring oh, um, counties oh, yeah, okay. came and helped. I was going to say, I was after like, are y'all getting mad if y'all didn't help? After the first 72 hours, less and less showed up mm -hmm. because it's unlikely that she's mm -hmm. still alive because the search parties were trying to find her alive. Mm. Uh, now they know we're just looking for a body, unfortunately. Um, so the this made other parents extremely afraid for their own child's safety. Police release a profile of the sus suspect because remember there was a witness. Sorry, stating he is either white or Hispanic, in his twenties, around his twenties, with dark brown and black hair, and he is under six feet in height. That was literally the only yeah. description of him. And then the other description was of his vehicle. That was a black truck. So right when they got that information, they were stopping every truck um, coming in. Out, sorry. Going out of the city to check. And then around the neighborhoods. So, wait. Say the description again of the person. That. So, he was in his 20s. He was white or Hispanic. And then he had either dark brown or black hair. Oh, okay. And he was under six feet tall. And they said he had a black truck? Mm-hmm. Which, this is Texas, so there's a lot of black pickup trucks. That's true. Very true. Like, or pickup trucks in general. Um, doo -doo -doo. Most DNA forensics were washed away in the rain the night she was found. Oh. So there was there was a rainstorm. And, and she was in she a was creek. She was in a creek, so. Um, which it was, when I say creek... I mean like our country creek where it's not full of water unless it rains. Mm, okay. So oh, wow. it was like a little ditch area at the mm -hmm. time probably that she was placed there and then when it rained the water filled up probably pushed her up a little bit mm -hmm. so that's how he was able to see her body. The Amber Hagerman task force still collects collected as much evidence um, for this case as possible. So we went out there and they took samples of everything, everybody's statements that were not only uh, not only the neighbor that looked at his backyard and saw it, 
um, but people at the neighboring laundromat at the Winn-Dixie, all in that area, and then um, around Amber's grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. So they literally asked everybody that was in the drive zone mm -hmm. of either the bike or the truck. Just within that vicinity. Yeah. Wow. Um, we know the suspect drove a black pickup truck. He went up behind Amber and grabbed her from under her arms, leaving no prints on her bike. Uh, the creek where her body was found is pretty hidden, which suggests that it may be a local that knows the area. Mm -hmm. This raised questions like, how did he go unnoticed with the area being surrounded by houses? And it was still winter time because this was January in here in Texas. We don't see the spring. We don't see flowers. We don't see trees getting their leaves back until like end of March. Mm -hmm. um, so how did he not be seen with no coverage from the trees police find that amber was alive for like they do an autopsy mm -hmm. and they find out that she was alive for 48 hours after her abduction which sickened donna um with spiraling thoughts about what this monster could have done with her little girl wishing she could have protected her so he kept her for two days after he abducted her and then killed her and then took her body out the next day with the passing days police get few and few leads and Donna was angry and had no one to direct her anger to she didn't want her daughter's death to be in vain Donna goes on to television hoping it will help her by getting lawmakers to increase the sentencing for first-time offenders which she wanted life in prison without parole she also wanted to help pass a bill to create a nationwide system that will track sex offenders and that's why we have that roster now where sex offender has to be listed mm -hmm. um and you have access to know who your the sex your offender is yeah um her biggest thing she struggled with was why did it take so long for the public to get involved in the search for her daughter at the most crucial time the mm -hmm. first 24 hours if the public was made aware faster, it could have saved Amber. Turns out Donna wasn't the only one struggling with this issue. Amber's story reached Diana Simone at the right time and sparked an idea. She contacts her local radio station in hopes that her idea could save the next child. This idea was called the Amber Plan and became the first ever emer emergency broadcasting system that alerts listeners to child abductions. This sister become this sister. This system becomes Amber Alert in memory of Amber Hagerman. The Amber Alert plays a crucial role in finding missing children across the country, broadcasting on news stations, billboards, mobile phones, and now even social media. It takes about ten years for every state in the United States to adopt us adopt this idea. Mm -hmm. um, today, even some other countries have adopted this system, including like um, India, I found out oh, today, and wow. um, some other states. There's like a whole, I'm going to, one of my sources is the um, amberalert.gov or whatever website, and you can see all of the countries and places. Mm -hmm. In May 18th, 2019, 23 years after Amber's abduction, just 15 miles from Amber's abduction site, a little girl, Salem Sapaka, and her 
mother were walking down the street in Fort Worth, Texas, when a car drives by and rips Salem from her mother's arms. It was all caught on a resident's ring camera. Right, right away, the neighbor calls the police and shares the ring video showing the kidnapping. An Amber Alert goes out, Salem Sabatka taken by force, with a picture of Salem and a still capture of the vehicle from the video. This alert triggered a massive manhunt by random people. One of these people were a pastor of the community named Jeff King. He drives around the city looking for the vehicle. Later that night, Jeff finds the same car in a hotel parking lot and calls the police. At 2.22 a.m., police rush into the scene and pull out a naked suspect and rush into the, whole the hotel room. They immediately see blood on the bed and look under the nearby desk to find Salem. They grab a towel and cover her and quickly remove her from the scene and EMT takes her to the hospital. Salem is one of thousands of victims saved from the abductions because of the Amber Alert. Although Amber's case is unsolved to this day, Donna can't help but feel her presence whenever a child is found alive. She stated when she hears the alert and hears that a child is reunited with their parents, she looks up to heaven and she says, Oh, you did it again, baby girl. The fact is, 99% of all Amber Alert cases are resolved, and Donna is very proud of it because she says it's saving our children's lives and bringing them back to their parents. That is the legacy of her daughter's, um, that her daughter shows, and she didn't die in vain, that she's taking care of all the children, and like in Donna's mind. Mm -hmm. In Amber's case, there is still hope. Investigators revealed in later in 2018 that there is a small amount of DNA and they hope that they like recovered from her body mm -hmm. and they hope that with new technology they can get a DNA profile and catch Amber's killer. Any information about Amber Hagerman's abduction in 1996, if anyone here has it, anything, um, if you can call Amber's tip hotline and it's 817-575-8823. So she is the child of all children because she, because of her abduction, it has saved thousands of child's lives. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. And very sad of how it had to come about. <laughs> I know, unfortunately. But isn't that the case for anything that we do? Honestly, trauma creates response. Yeah, and that's what happened here. Damn. And it, we have so many things changed because of that event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, the when they were talking, when I was talking about Salem, um, I was using her as an example of the alert system being, um, Amber alert system being used, you know? Mm -hmm. And then in his video, he shows it too, and how they got that information. So we're talking about sources. It was from a police camera on um, on the police. So you're seeing live uh, video from the policeman's camera mm -hmm. on his person. So you see them banging, opening up the door, pulling out this naked African-American man, moving him, mm -hmm. handcuffing him, going in. You see the blood on the bed. And then one of the police officers is like, I found her, I found her. And then they grab her, and of course they blurt her out because she's naked. 
and she's a minor. Wait, I think I've seen that video where they show the police camera going into the hotel room and then the little girl's like, she's like in a hamper or something. No, like she's hiding underneath in a the, corner. She, yeah, she's hiding underneath her desk, and you just hear her saying, "My clothes. Can mm-hmm. you get my clothes?" And they're like, "We don't have time. Just uh, grab a towel. Grab a towel." And they cover her with a white towel, and they take her immediately down the stairs and out of the building. And then um, EMT like looks at her or whatever. And then they show a picture of her sitting in the hotel in the hotel, sitting in the hospital with two police officers at her bedside. Um, but yeah, it's very intense. Wow. And I feel so bad for that little girl. She was only how old did I say? Mm. I didn't put, but she was about the same age. She was young. Wow. I'm looking at the uh, crime, not crimes, well, yeah, crime scene of uh, where Amber's body was found. The creek and all that. And yeah, I wanted to post the that. The in my apartment and the drainage culvert. And... Yeah, that's... Um... Can you... They're literally surrounded by houses... Like, how can they... No one see anything. It's literally house, house, apartment buildings, house. You know, on the other side of the creek, it's like a shopping area or something. I think so. Well, from what I'm seeing. This yeah, is, I've seen the picture. But I'm looking at, it's just... I don't know. Like, that's... And, and it was like that with no foliage on the trees, so you... How do you not notice that a grown-ass... A grown-ass man is dragging something a guy out there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's the scene where everything happened and she got killed, or do you think she was placed there? I think she was placed there. Mm, just to get rid of the body. Yeah. Interesting. Why? Okay, I don't understand that process, but I guess you can't get caught burying a body. But I'm like, why don't you just go bury the body somewhere or something? Well, and the killer probably knew it was going to rain and knew that creek and knew that it probably washed the body away further down and it'd be washing the evidence whoever it was knew what they were doing because they left absolutely no evidence okay when you were telling me the story for some reason i don't know if it's just because how the words were like falling but like for some reason i kept thinking about the man that made the police call the oh old man. the old Didn't man he... why do that i feel like it? he's the one that might have like kidnapped her held her in her house made the phone call and then threw them off and was like it was a black truck and this guy was like Mexican or Hispanic. Oh, because he wasn't the only one that saw the vehicle. Oh, no. Um, no, in the, and I left it out because I didn't want to go into detail, but there's other people who witnessed the black truck scurrying off and going down the road. So they have an idea of, because they didn't really have cameras back then, they have an idea of where his whereabouts and which direction he went. Um, so they knew he went down this one road and then they didn't know anything after that. And then up top is where her body was found. So he either lives in this area. Why didn't they look for it? Well, obviously, they probably looked for a black truck, but like. Well, that was the thing. No, like after they were her body. looking. They were looking for a black truck for that were people leaving the state, or leaving the city. They thought he was leaving. Well, so you, they were all at the. Well, you were saying you think it might have lived in that area. Why don't they look for black trucks in that area? after they found her body. Did I mean, they, he could have... Or he could have ditched the truck, too. Who knows? Or repainted it. Because, you know, Texans Or put it in a... Put it in his, um... Uh, garage. Garage. Yeah. 
Ooh, that is so grim. What if he had his, like, own kids or something like that, and then, like, that kid, like, was riding where that little girl was, like, stashed away in that same truck or something? Or somebody could own that truck right now. That's kind of how I feel about some of these killers, especially, like, the BTK killer. He was a full-on father with kids, and he went home every night and literally kissed his children tonight. And I'm like, your dad's a murderer. How is that your dad? Yeah. That's the straight up fucking nightmare. And even the his daughter was like, oh, he was just a normal dad. Was he? There were no signs at all? Like, no triggers when he got mad? No, because he was big in the community. He was a part of the church. Pillar of the community. Yeah. What does him and Christine say from pillar to killer? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, half of these killers are charmers. It's crazy. It's like a switch that just triggers or like something. Oh, another podcast that I listened to last po- last podcast on the list. They brought up a thing. It's like a report or like a study that they did. Mm-hmm. I think it was like in the seventies. You know when there's like a shit fuck ton of serial killers. They actually think it's because there used to be a whole lot, a lot more of lead in the water that poisoned the brain, and that's why they think there was so many serial killers. And that time, because it's lead is like a trigger for anger issues and stuff like that. So they think that uh, might have been a, um, uh, what's the word? Like a little trigger. Catalyst. There you go. Catalyst for the serial killer big thing in the 70s and whatnot. Well, that and they did a lot of LSD. You know how brain trauma, they think, like alters the brain chemicals and how it built and people become killers. So they think lead was a big thing for that time because lead was high in the water at that time for serial killers so like anytime like people say like head trauma or something like that or like lead poisoning to the brain or something alters your brain chemicals and how your brain reacts it could be like a little medical thing that does with like how your environment is it could have either be nurture versus nature or it could even just be like how what things you can take yeah and that's why boomers nowadays not to say the word boomers, but like I mean, people yeah, of that generation, a, that's yeah, why they're so the easily triggered the... and they don't pay attention outside of their own learning. Like they won't change. You can't change their mind because they're so set in that way. But also they also grew up with the lead thing and they drunk lead. And so it's like their brain is chemically altered as they were younger. So it like made their brains different from being able to flip and alter to change their opinions of some sort. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, that's why, like, older people like Karens or, like, asshole... Karens. Dudes like that, because they're older, but also because they're very much set in their ways. That's what people believe. I'm not saying it's a fact. I'm just saying people believe that it could lead to there be that reasoning. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. I thought you would like to know that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Chris. Christina, I did not know Amber Alert came from that at all. Me either. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's cool. where it comes from. I'm probably going to educate people. Even though people probably know that and they're like, yeah, dumbass. But I didn't and I fucking live here. Exactly. In Texas. It literally, it happened in fucking three Texas. Three hours away. Three hours away. And now it's something that's changed a nation. We should solve this and then case some. and bring that killer to justice. Well, what if he's already dead? We'll drag his body into the courtroom. <laughs> I dug him up. This was him. Sometimes I wish 
Like, okay, you know how people talk about superpowers, like what they want? Oh, resurrect them? No, no, no. Um, I wish I had the knowledge to know who killed who. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? So a psychic? Well, not necessarily because psychics can't really control what is given to them. Okay, so then a super psychic? <laughs> super psychic. Like, I literally, you say, you show me the dead girl or the dead boy, whatever, a picture, and I'm like, okay, um, this is his name, this is his address, this is his body count. So, you know, and then I, like, I can go into it and I'd be like, these are all the victim's names. Mm-hmm. And they can call me the criminal catcher. The criminal catcher. <laughs> You should do stories on that, like, psychics that have to help police. Those stories are so eerie, how very close these psychics come to, but it's not enough to give them the complete case to solve, but it's just just enough to where they're like, wow, we, it's, everything's lining up now that we found the body or, like, found this killer or something like that, but we just wasn't, it just wasn't enough to fully catch that person from their psychic's words. So I'm not saying, for my next words, I'm not saying that I don't believe in psychics. Oh, but I don't, I'm not saying I don't believe in psychics either. I just feel a lot of people have cashed in on the, um, and not the wagon only, that people are psychics. Yeah. Not only that, but I also think they do it for fame. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think they do it because in a lot of cases, and it could just be a TV show that I watch, but... They're the murderer themselves, and they're deflecting. So, that's cool. You should totally do a case about that where the psychic's the killer. I know. Let's see if I find that. If you do, it's probably just TV. I know. Again, but that I mean, who's to say it isn't? But I can't stop thinking that now. That's cool. Like, how do you know that much? Are you psychic, or were you there? Like, are you like what's that word? Um, when they're with the killer or what is it Uh, accomplice Accomplice. an accomplice were you an accomplice to the situation that'd be cool that'd be really cool or are you our suspect or are you the killer dun 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 you like my air my air your air keyboard keyboard? yeah we need a camera so they can see us we do I literally have been doing hand gestures hand gestures this whole time her boobs (laughs) (laughs) She's been like, it's like she's, been she's, been, this hot she's like Missy Elliott in a video. She's just like all up in the camera doing her thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get a cheese grater and pull it behind Christina. And it just looks like we're in like a silver tube. Oh my God. <laughs> cinema back then, dude. Cinema. They're hey, tricks. Groundbreaking. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, man. We need that. We need to learn how to use CGI <laughs> stuff. So. I could be telling like the, the saddest story ever. <laughs> I could be giving the saddest story, but in the and, background, and there's puppies in the background. <laughs> and she was decapitated. She was bunny running over. And, yeah, <laughs> bunny eating a carrot. <laughs> Just to ease. <laughs> Just to ease the tension. Yeah. Smooth it over, babe. Just kidding. Oh man. But yeah, that was our story, and I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Christina. I did not know about Amber Alerts, and now I feel kind of bad about what I said earlier about yeah, me I not know. looking for kids. Like, <laughs> you should honestly, be looking. No, I'm just what kidding. am I going to do? Hey, but babe, hey, can you, you never drive know. me to go look for a you killer? You never know. 
what if one day you get that Amber Alert or you see it on the billboard while you're driving and you're like, hey, that's the license plate. It's literally the car in front of you. True. And then you'd be like, hey, I have your Amber Alert car right in front of me. License plate, blah, blah, blah. We're heading down. We're on I-35. Five going northbound towards Anderson Lane. We just passed by the... Oh, yeah, that store closed. We're by the um, Spirit Halloween store since they they take up space in old dead stores. We're by Spirit, because it closed Spears or Bells, and now it's Spirit. (laughs) Now it's Spirit Halloween store. Yeah, we're there now. And we passed by. (laughs) But, yeah, that's so... Have you ever called police? I use... Well, I wouldn't say I call... Oh, Actually, yes, I did. Like, while driving? No. Oh. I did for this drunk driver that was really bad, and I, like, did not know how to describe a situation. Or they were, like, asking for landmarks, and I was like, um, I'm by South Park Meadows. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Sorry, guys. We just had to take a quick little break. Um, (laughs) Your girl over here stuff had to take a massive don't. I mean, sorry. I had to do something mysterious. In the bathroom. Drop some logs. Now back to your scheduled program. Now back to your daily usual program of Deeper Into the Dark. No, I have not called the police while driving. Okay. But I did used to call the police all the time when I worked at the university, when I was a custodian. Um, We had to call the UT police department if there were, like, homeless people inside the building, which I did a few times. Gotta get security! Yep. Security! That was scary, especially when that one girl was murdered there Mm -hmm. on UT campus. But I do have a story for you guys, and it is on the paranormal spooky side. Um, so I wanted to change it up from ghosts and, um, cryptids or aliens or something in that realm. I actually wanted to do cursed or haunted objects. Okay. And I thought that would be really cool and kind of like bring it up again and make it almost like a series or something of sorts. Just be like cursed or haunted object again. Now when you say cursed or object, whatever, is it like, like the Annabelle doll or is it like it can fall in that same category, okay. like haunted dolls, haunted armoire, haunted fucking electric chair, haunted refrigerator, Jesus toast, or something. <laughs> the the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Satan's toaster. Satan, Satan lives on the fucking toaster. Yeah. It's clearly Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that girl. <laughs> She's a vibe. Catch on fire. <laughs> Greatest video ever. <laughs> So, yeah, I wanted to do cursed or haunted objects, and I was going to do, like, two or three different things, but then I was like, uh, no, that's content that I can use for other videos so, mm-hmm. or other podcasts. So, yeah. So, I'm just sticking to one today. So, I wanted to cover the tale of the Chair of Death. Chair of Death. Dun, dun, dun. And it is not an electric chair. <laughs> so... In, oh, let me tell my sources. I got it from themedium.com, clermontsun.com, and swordandscale.com. Sword and scale. Yes. So we are hopping over the pond into England, into North Yorkshire. North Yorkshire. 
So. Can you say this in a Britain, British accent for the rest of the show? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> it gives me a look like... I can barely do it in my own accent. <laughs> Your accent. Okay, so in North Yorkshire, England, lies the legend of the share chair. Fuck. Share. The, the share. Hello. <laughs> do you believe? Just <laughs> because we were listening to that earlier. Okay. To <laughs> lies the legend of the chair of death. A simple oak wooden chair that today is suspended from the ground and tucked into a corner of a museum. So, like, it's off the ground, and it's on the wall in a corner. Hmm. It is... They've done that to keep people from having a seat or touching it. Or else they might be struck down by a 300-year-old curse made by a murderer on his way to execution. Now, is this chair, because I want to see it if we ever go, is it where I can touch it? Yes. It's not, like, super high near the ceiling? I thought it was super high, because I've heard other um, people tell this story and whatnot, and for some reason, when they're telling it, I keep thinking it's, like, out of the way from people able to touch or whatnot, but it's literally just floating at eye level, that you can be like... Cursed? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> oh, fuck. I feel a heart attack coming on. <laughs> but, um, yeah. In 1702, Thomas Busby. Ooh, it's an old curse. I love yeah, it. 1702. <laughs> well, the story actually, if you trail it back, it's actually like late 1600s. Dang. So, yeah. But in 1702, Thomas Busby. I could be saying that wrong. Nobody actually corrected Busby, me on the Bixby. article. Because it's B U S B Y. So it's Busby. Busby or Busby or Busby. I don't know. Every time I see Busby, I and in letters in front of me, I keep seeing Bussy. <laughs> Bussy. <laughs> Look at that Bussy. So it's like messing me up. I really want to say Bussy, but <laughs> stop I'm being... saying that. <laughs> I, I have it to... probably is that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my We're gonna go to hell. <laughs> it's okay. Don't come for me, Mr. Busby. It's not me. It's the way the language writes out your name. Busby. Um, <laughs> so, Buzz... I'm gonna, I'm, I hope I'm saying it right. Busby. I could have Googled this, but I don't want to. Um, Sometimes if I don't know their last name or I think I'm saying it wrong, I just do the first name. Oh. So, <laughs> Mr. Thomas... Mr. Thomas. ...was brutally murdered, or had brutally murdered his father-in-law and partner in crime. He would pay the ultimate price for his explosion of anger. The curse of Thomas has become a folk legend with tales of accidents, suicides, and fatal illnesses falling on all those who faced the curse and sat in the death chair. Dun dun dun. With Busby's words ringing in their ears, these people took a gamble with legend and lost. So dramatic of this article I that I got this from. But also, what's more than dramatic than dying after sitting in a chair? <laughs> Oh, now I'm worried that I'm going to die in this chair. Just kidding. Uh, Damn, do you want me to finish my story? If I'm going to die, put me on the couch. (laughs) If I'm going to die, I'd rather be on that couch. (laughs) Speaking of sitting. (laughs) So, in North Yorkshire lies the attractive little place of Thirsk, a traditional market town located in between North York Moors and the Yorkshire Dales. In the late 1600s, local man Daniel Aldi a-U-T-Y, not Audi, the car, Audi, happily carried out his petty thieving and fake currency scams across the town. 
so he would literally make fake coins that they would use for currency and you know make money with that <laughs> steal mm -hmm. stuff purchase that and whatnot I don't know how people get away with that. I don't even know how... I wouldn't even know how to start. I'd be like, so do I use, like, crepe paper, parchment paper, manila paper, <laughs> packing paper? Newspaper paper? <laughs> it kind of looks similar. Well, anyways. <laughs> so, real. his daughter, Elizabeth Audi, married another local man called Thomas Busby, who soon became the partner in crime of her father. So he was like, hey, yo, let me, let me help you make some coins. <laughs> Literally, not make the money. We're going to make the money. So there appears to have been tension between the two men, however. One day, her father paid a visit to the couple's lodging at a local inn, whether he was demanding his daughter to return home with him and away from Busby or Thomas. As some claim, or he was just there to visit is unclear. So it's like, we don't know if it was like the tension was before something happened after but like or during yeah so they witnessed something of him taking his daughter away but by the end of that evening daniel alty would lay dead with vicious head wounds and thomas busby would have blood on his hands thomas busby arrived home drunk on that evening and discovered his father-in-law sitting in his favorite chair mm -hmm. with tensions high the two men began fighting with Elizabeth powerless to intervene, the fighting died down and Daniel Audi left. Unsuccessful in taking his daughter with him, Thomas Busby, still very drunk, became angrier as the evening wore on and decided to pay Audi a visit at his home farm. <laughs> yeah, farm. Yeah, his coin farm. His coin farm. <laughs> he, visited, he visited his cash register. <laughs> <laughs> When he arrived, he attacked Daniel Aldi with a counterfeiting hammer, beating the life out of him before returning home to his wife. <laughs> Every Thursday night. <laughs> oh my god! Just casually, like, you just beat the shit out of somebody and you just like, Hey wife, how's it going? <laughs> hey honey, I'm home. Basically. Don't ask about your father. <laughs> oh, this isn't blood, it's Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> In the 1700s. <laughs> It's ketchup. It's, just, it's tomatoes. <laughs> Sorry, I drove through McDonald's. <laughs> I got, I got, uh, what, do, what do they call it? A McRib? No, when they throw tomatoes at you. Publicly shamed. Oh, I got publicly shamed, my bad. Oh, I my got a little here. drunk and they put me in those stocks. Yeah, throw some tomatoes me. at me. So, um, when Daniel Aldi was found dead, Thomas Busby was the prime suspect and found himself on trial for murder. He was soon found guilty and was sentenced to hang for his crime. While being led to his execution, Thomas Busby is said to have been granted his final request to stop at the inn, taking the opportunity to lay his curse on the chair he was so fond of, and the item that had sparked the murder in the first place. It's like, dude, it's just a chair. <laughs> is he in a good chair? Does it cup his balls just right or something? Like, what? So, the owner of the Spreads inn... Spreads his ass cheeks. <laughs> it itches just, just right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, got, that, got that snail trail left on that chair. <laughs> Shit trail. Oh, man. So, the owner of the inn actually recognized immediately the potential of such a story. And to boost his trade and ensured everybody, everyone and everybody knew about this curse. 
and the chair, keeping it on site inside his barn. With Thomas Busby executed and his body hung on display on a gibbet just next to the inn. You know what a gibbet is? Is that like a um, thing that they hung people at? Yeah. Do you know those medieval torture devices that yeah. they would have? Well, um, let me show you real quick. This is actually a gibbet. Oh, that thing like you would see in a movies like pirate movies or yeah. something like that like the body's hanging it that was a gibbet so yeah his body was actually um how did, it, of that. how did it like stay up what do you mean like stay up in there while it was like how did it stand i don't think it necessarily did but Just leaned some people were saying like how he was murdered he was to be dipped in tar his body mm. and then placed inside the gibbet I could be wrong, but I've heard people saying that his body was dipped in tar and placed inside a gibbet outside of the inn next door on a pole thingy in that cage. And then lit on fire? What's the tar for? Just, I guess their way of, like, keeping the body preserved or something? Or maybe he was alive? I don't know. It was weird. weird. Or, like, keeping the body fresher in a certain state? Well, I know some people, like, that's really to embarrass people would do the tar and then feathers. Maybe that's what it is. But he was hung before he... I don't... I don't know. Uh, These people were just being a little extra for no reason. <laughs> and that's why together. you got a curse. <laughs> get together back then, people. So, the... His body was hung on display on a gibbet just next to the inn. And the inn's name was swiftly changed to the Busby Stoop Inn. Hmm. Making use of the name of the post which suspended Busby's body in the air for all to see what happens if you take the life of another. So they're like trying to set an example, I'm assuming. But it's like, uh, so you're just gonna all hang us in, like, around town or something? By this tavern? I wonder why <laughs> they changed it to the killer's name, though. To attract people. They're like, why is... To attract them to the chair about his curse and get more um, mm, people to come. Because, you know, yeah. be, hell, me. People want to go see paranormal creepy shit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, like, good marketing. <laughs> it's creepy, but it's a good marketing. I would have called it... Well, I mean, there's that Hang drink. tale. And I don't know if it's, like, one bar or something like that, but people do, like, a shot where they put a, like, mummified toe from a guy. Ew. And people actually take a shot with it. Dead man's toe. Mm-hmm. And they actually take a shot with it. Disgusting. Yeah. People are fucking gross. Yeah. Out. So, I mean, marketing, hello, gotta get that money. Honestly. So, this story goes that all who sat in Busby's chair inside the inn did die soon afterwards. In 1894, a man visited the pub with his friend, drinking way too much, and he took the last seat of his life on Busby's chair. After leaving the pub and being too drunk to continue his journey home, he laid down on the street to have a little nap. The next morning, he was found hanging from a post next to the very same gallows where Busby was once hanged. How does body get there? I don't know. Well, actually, I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> well, it's his friend, actually, that he was drinking with went home with him that night and actually murdered him, robbed him, and threw his body up there. To save Bugs, <laughs> mm -hmm. Bugs Busby, Busby or something, like Phantom or something, yeah. 
He was. Later. I mean, that's one way to get away with murder, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I guess. But yeah. So, with the chair becoming a talking point and a challenge, particularly with men who like to dare each other to sit in it. During World War II, the pub became a popular drinking spot for the Royal Air Force pilots. It was reported that many pilots goaded each other into sitting in this chair. They did not believe in the curse, or any curses for that matter. And legend has it that pilots who sat in the chair didn't return home from the war. But, I mean, everybody was pretty much dying during that war. Exactly. But this is war local. War yeah. Yeah. Who didn't die? <laughs> but locals did ramp it up and end up saying, continuously saying, they're like, oh, I must have been the curse. It had to be the curse. That's why they didn't return home. It's like, or they were in airplanes that were made out of freaking jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Getting shot down by, like, a bird taking a dump on them. Oh, my God. <laughs> or just Nazis in general. Yeah. Killing everybody. So, yeah, the locals did suggest consistently that it was due to the curse following them since they all sat in it and were dared to sit in it. But the tales of those who died after taking a seat in this chair are many, and the details vary considerably as you would expect for a legend hundreds of years old. They include a chimney sweep in the 1894 who, after drinking the pub all evening, decided to sit in the chair and was found the next morning hanging from a pole outside. His death had later been ruled a suicide, but that didn't stop the local gossip from attributing his untimely death to his decision to sit in the cursed chair earlier in the evening. But if there's a serial killer that's I know, just using this, that? Yeah. <laughs> um, a builder apprentice after the Second World War had lunch at the inn and after had been dared and teasing from his workmates had sat in Busby's chair only to fall to his death from the building they were working on later that afternoon. He had fallen through the roof onto the concrete, ultimately exploding his head. Yeah. Oops, they splat. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yep. Um, two young servicemen had spent the entire evening daring each other to sit in the chair, and when one finally gave in, hesitantly taking a seat, they both died in a car accident on the way back to their airbase. They crashed into a tree. Well, I mean, they were drinking and driving. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's really sad. A cleaning lady who accidentally bumped or knocked into the chair ended up dying from a brain tumor not long afterwards. Or she probably just had a brain tumor. <laughs> it's the curse, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Steph, it's the curse. <laughs> <laughs> In the 1970s, the then landlord of the inn, Tony Earnshaw, grew weary of the legend, or some say he grew weary, maybe even by himself, or maybe he got worried, like, this is actually ramping up, <sighs> and decided to move the chair into the cellar to avoid people sitting in it. But still, people found a way. After a local delivery driver, knowing no difference, had sat in the chair for a rest in the cellar, he, like, saw the chair, was like, I'm tired, let me just take a little rest sitting in it, and he fell asleep in it. I'm dead up. tired. Put a pooch! I'm dead tired. You're so silly, oh my gosh. <laughs> had to. Puns and... are my thing. <laughs> Dad jokes and puns. <laughs> You can cut. Oh my god. Okay. So, 
So after sitting in this chair, he got up and started driving for the regular deliveries and he got down the road and crashed his car a few hours later. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the roads where people can't drive back then. <laughs> Y'all's environment is just trash. They forgot they forgot which side of the road to drive on. <laughs> is oh it the gosh. right or the left? So Earnshaw had decided to donate the chair to the local museum, requesting that it be placed somewhere people cannot sit in it and risk the curse of Busby. The Thirsk Museum is in a building that looks like a quaint cottage and is actually the birthplace of Thomas Lord, the founder of Lord's Cricket Ground. Don't know why. Cricket like the game? I think so. I think so. I mean, it would make sense. Well, anyways, they took the chair and suspended it from the ceiling with a tag attached telling curious visitors the tale of the curse, the stories of those who have supposedly died after sitting in it, and a warning to not touch the chair themselves. But my question is, what happened to the people who hung the chair up? Yeah, maybe they wore gloves so it didn't affect them. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, then or how ropes. did the lady get the brain tumor if or she ropes. bumped into it? Was she naked? That's true. I like, mean, they're closed when they're sitting in it. Like, Maybe her leg that wasn't covered touched it. Oh, so what did these guys do? Like, bare ass, but yeah. they're like, I holes? mean, would you not? <laughs> gotta, gotta, Fuck this curse. I'm gonna sit feel, on this shit bare naked. Gotta feel Mr. Thomas Bussy's um, snail trail on mine. <laughs> I mean, Busby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. They probably used rope. And then, <laughs> from afar, hammered it in. They had a uh, they had a telekinetic superhero like lift it with their mind and push it on the wall. I mean, it's still touching. <laughs> and then he died of radiation poisoning, <laughs> <laughs> unrelated to the way he got his powers. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who put it up. Yeah, I'm like, did they die? Like what? Or is it someone who was already cursed just do it for them? Basically, they're like, I've got four hours to live. Let me just do this real quick for you. Yeah. If you give me money so I can go do some some stuff, <laughs> I'll hang it for you. So, an interesting fact about this chair, though. Um, it has actually been examined by a furniture historian. This specific chair that they say is Busby's chair that's hanging up was examined by a furniture historian named Dr. Adam Bowett, according to Northern Echo, who conducted the actual chair at the museum, could not be the original chair from the time of Busby's execution. He says that the spindles of the chair he advised were machine-made, a process not developed until much later in history. He concluded that this chair specifically hanging up was made around 1840, 138 years after Busby was executed. While the chair on display may not be the original chair cursed by Busby, it has taken on the legend and still draws attention from those interested in historical mysteries and the paranormal. So my question is, do you think this chair is still floating out there killing people? Maybe, but you know what I was just thinking? Um, because I, wa I watch a lot of restorations for old furniture, mm -hmm. and there's a certain brand of wood um, that was treated chemically and it's actually toxic. And this girl, she when she got one of the tables, she was like, oh, 
I have to trash this because I can't use it. Because mm -hmm. as soon as you start to like sand it down and stuff, you're releasing the um, chemicals and it can cause death oh. and shit. So I'm like, well, maybe that's what was happening was like the pores on the chair. Like the heat from the human body were releasing something. Of the yeah. Sort. So, but did Mr. Busby have like a stinky booty? <laughs> Pretty much. He has stinky booty. That's why it's his favorite chair. It molded to his booty cheeks. Mm -hmm. um, That's why it was That kind of reminds me of what you talked about, the chemical, like how certain orange or reds on old school um, kitchen uh, pots and pans and whatnot that were used back then were actually made with, was used because of um, that old uh, radiation chemical. So like everybody's got like radiation poisoning from this if they still cook and eat with this. I mean, what doesn't kill us these days? Honestly, though, like... Because I remember the whole craze about sweet and low. Hell, white bread. Yeah, and <laughs> now they're like, sweet and low can give you cancer. Sweet like, and low. Jesus. Oh my gosh, what doesn't give you cancer right. at this rate? Wow. Technology, honestly. It's floating around us and it can give us cancer. What was that scary movie, 3? I heard that. Static waves actually transmit a signal and can actually shrink silicone. And they look down at their boobs. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> silicone molecules get shrunk by silicone. Jesus, I'm trying. It's backwards. What do I do? I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was super scary. I know. That was so scary. Oh my god. Did you hear about this tape? <laughs> what? Oh, the one where they do it on the boat and then in the van and then they do it. You no, not that one. Much. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> you watch these too much. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's Pamela Anderson. The I know. Other... Oh my gosh. It's so <laughs> silly. Everyone's like, shut up, Steph. <laughs> Just end the pot already. <laughs> I will say, um,. My worst dates was with our mutual friend-ish acquaintance. Um, I saw a date movie. What was it called? Yeah, date, date movie. movie. I think so. Yeah, it was. It was a terrible date, and the movie was uh, okay. That's the chair floating on the wall ceiling. It's literally eye level, at most. Yeah. I'm like, anybody could bump into that. I love that picture. It's like a white chair with a black demon in the shadow. <laughs> so, yeah. And apparently there's another chair that's haunted. And I wanted to do research on that. But I was crunched for time because I decided to do it extra last second. The story. But there's another haunted chair. Yeah. Like, for my story, I had the idea of it, but I didn't, like, really write it until this morning. <laughs> Same. <laughs> that was me. I was like, yeah, I got my story totally. And then I was like, I don't want to. Like, I was going to do it last night, and then it hit, like, 11, and wow, I was like, I'm are, so like, tired. Wow, people are like, these are such lazy podcasters. I know. <laughs> I was so tired, and I was like, maybe we could skip another week. I was like, no, I really want to talk about this. And um, I got up at 7 this morning, because my dog wakes me up at 7. And I got it done, and like... Three hours? I think I got mine done in like... Because it's easier when you have a subject that you really want to talk about. Yeah, I think I got mine done in like an hour and 30 minutes tops. I could have gone more, but apparently 
this um, chair has killed like 70 to 80 people. Damn. It's a busy chair. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me wonder, is it the people, like a mental thing? And people are making themselves loose to like acting silly and they're not paying attention? And they're getting themselves poisoned. killed? Or the chair just poisoned according to Christina? <laughs> <laughs> they're getting poisoned from the chair molecules? Um, it's that snail trail. Or there's a serial killer using that as like a cover-up. Cutting their brake lanes, pushing them off roofs. No, those are just things that they were driving drunk. Um, <laughs> Wasn't paying attention because he was drunk on a building building. Yeah. Um, that's another thing, too. If you're fucking going to a pub <laughs> this and is then to Eng- work. <laughs> this is England. That's all they do there. I know. And then to work, you're going to die. <laughs> Especially if you do, like, scaffolding and stupid shit like that. Anything that requires you to uh, be more than, like, ten feet in the air or, like... And sober while or doing Or driving it. <laughs> or, like, working the Air Force, flying an airplane. Yeah. Well, that was just because it was just the war. war. <laughs> um, it was the curse, Christina. And it was the one of the worst wars, so... Because <laughs> of the curse. Because <laughs> of the curse. Yeah. Oh, my God. World War Two is because of the curse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot... You know, they should make a movie where they, like, get haunted objects or, like, creepy objects and then just, like, toss them into, like, really, like... Really into a room and lock it? Yeah. It's a fucking series. Is it really? <laughs> the Warrens. <laughs> they put all the cursed objects no, in no, 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 no. I'm saying with, like, bad people. They do what with it? Kind of like how if, um... Like say like you get this haunted chair and you get Hitler to sit in it and then he dies later that day or like you give put Annabelle that's supposedly haunted over at some like Stalin's house or something like that and she fucks his shit up or like I don't know that painting well you'd have to know that person's a killer exactly well I mean Hitler did make mass genocide yeah but I don't know in a way Aren't you? No, I'm not saying right now. More of a monster. I'm I'm saying making a movie where people do that. But wouldn't that make you a monster too? No. What's your stance on that? This is a movie. What's your stance on that? I'm talking about a movie, Christina. I'm not talking about reality. I know, but I want to know your your thought on this. I would have killed Hitler as a baby if I was given the chance. (laughs) How did you know I was going to ask that? If you went back in time. Because I'm psychic. And you were told that this baby. I would have killed Thanos, too, if he was a baby. <laughs> I love you. If it was Stalin, I would have done the same thing. I don't give a fuck. You don't think You know that... what? I would have thrown him in a black pickup truck. What if you took Hitler, baby, Jeez. and you took him yeah, somewhere else? Yeah, put him in a black pickup truck in Texas and Arlington <laughs> and let that happen. <laughs> Where they were raised in a different environment. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, no, 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 you go back with your mom. Well, then all home. the other children would die. Who? The ones that are safe from the Amber Alert. Oh. <laughs> hey, now that's my question to you. Would you save that little girl? Or would you let let her die for Amber Alert to become a thing? Well, what if, even though this happened to her and we found her, that the mom still, still didn't... The mom still pursued the things that she did because of the things that happened to her Don't daughter. answer my question with a question. I'm asking you a question. 
would you let that little girl pass away for Amber Alert to become a thing? Or would you right, see her the thing. and Amber Alert? Wouldn't here's the thing. I just need a clear answer. I don't need this uh, whole chop blah, 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 blah that you did. I took ethics, and this was one of the major questions. Save one versus the lives of many. Um, I choose the many. So if I knew that one person's death would save thousands of people, it's So you ethically feel better. Ethically. You feel better about that situation versus... But if I'm saving one person and it's the death of 300,000, I'm not going to save that person and kill Exactly. That's why I'd more. kill Hitler when he's a baby. I'd kill Thanos when he's a baby. I'd kill Stalin when he's a baby. I mean, come on. But also remember that even if you make those decisions, the butterfly effect, what if... I'd kill that butterfly too. <laughs> what if something worse comes... I'd kill that thing, too. Let's just nuke the whole world. <laughs> Start over. We all go back to cavemen time. Not even. Just kill the human race entirely and just let <laughs> animals rule the earth. I'm fine with that. What about us? Can I said say? kill the humans. Uh, shit. Throw me into that fucking pile of burning bodies. I don't care. Oh, my gosh. Even you. I'm and sorry. You and think, you think the animals would do it better? I mean... Who takes care of the kitties and the cats and the dogs? The mama cats and the mama dog. Who takes care of my bunnies for my dogs? Your mommy bunny and the mama <laughs> dog and then they grow No, it's up. just my bunny. Your mama bunny? My mama bunny doesn't... Is it, he, she's not with her mommy. Who took her from her mommy? Humans! Hey, I took her from a horrible situation. And who took her from her mom? <laughs> the humans! <laughs> Who bred these things without of natural human order? Or I keep my animals order. safe every night and every day. Oh yeah, this ethics are getting <laughs> stupid now. Oh my god, you need to pick and choose where you're landing. All right, everybody but a handful of people can live. Oh my gosh, no, everyone <laughs> dies. I'm sorry. If it's like instant and humans are not here no more, I'm good with that. What if it's a thing like? I know you don't care about the Bible and all that, but what if... That's so random, but okay. <laughs> what if it was like the whole Noah's Ark thing, and God told... Well, I can't swim, so I'm drowning. A gorilla to build, <laughs> what? To build a ship and only put animals. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, in that <laughs> sense, it would be like two of every culture... <laughs> free race. You'll get you know, two whites two Hispanics. Girl, you're asking the wrong person. You're asking the wrong person over here. I'm like I'm gay. Two trans. I'm two gay. Gays, two lesbians. I ain't reproducing. So what's the point? Two drag queens. Like what's the point? I ain't reproducing. I ain't, I ain't getting up in that little pink thing. I'm not doing the dance. You never know. What if? What if? Just hear me out. There's like a really masculine chick. <laughs> what? <laughs> Unless she's like. What if <laughs> you were the last one on the earth, but then you came across this butch lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a butch les. A butch les. Uh huh, with a big dick. <laughs> Pretty much. Big, big D energy. No, a big dick. That's what I need. <laughs> Or a strap on. She kept her strap on for you. <laughs> She's like she went to she went to the sex store. She got that one. She's like ah yes, definitely like that. And 
Y'all get so desperate because y'all are so lonely. Would you have sex with a woman? No. Because <laughs> here's not? the thing. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am not going to survive this world for what? Us to reproduce? I don't even want to care for a kid. Okay, I'm no. sorry. Unless it's mine. <laughs> or y'all's. <laughs> don't roll your eyes. We already had this conversation. And you said you'd take care of my children. Okay, <laughs> yes, I would. But since no, we're not in like a world-ending scenario and things are more convenient and we're in modern times, I would take care of your kid. And if Greg wants children, I'll take care of that kid too. <laughs> but if it's my choice, I do not want children because I wouldn't want to suffer a childless world. But, but I would adopt a child. Yeah. But I say, even then, I, I be don't a foster know mom. if I'm capable of caring for another human being in that sense. Oh, I think you're capable. Oh, I know I am, but I don't want to be capable. <laughs> you hear my, my saying? Because I take care of cats. <laughs> oh, because I wipe my cat's butt, <laughs> and I change out their litter box, and I clean up their piss stains. Yeah, I must say, and you clean a full-on rug for them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my by gosh. Hand. By hand. By hand. Scrubbed it. Yeah. And it's like Mexican style air drying outside right now. <laughs> it is. Straight up. And I, like, come over, and I'm like, you know, um, I have a spot cleaner <laughs> you that I say, let me know and I'll bring it. It literally does well, the, the same work. I, the only reason, well, you were at work. I couldn't tell you to come over instantly. And also, the smell well, was getting so bad. Open. I'm not going to drive over and break into your place. Nicole would bite me. No, she wouldn't. Yes, she would. She would lick you. No, she wouldn't. Yeah, she would be like this. With her butt. Oh my god, there's a human. Christina's literally shaking her ass right now. <laughs> That's what she does. I'm gonna get it on camera tonight. I'm coming When on. I get home. I'm gonna be like this. I'm gonna open the door and you're gonna see it. <laughs> jiggle, jiggle. Jiggle, jiggle. Jiggle, jiggle. Jiggle, jiggle. Oh my gosh. Well, well anyways, before we get copyrighted, Christina. <laughs> me and the ghost are like, oh my gosh. I don't know how you put up with me. Because I love it. Wait, wait. <laughs> I secretly Sir, love it. Sir, I don't know how you put up with me either. Or maybe it's a cat. Or maybe it's or just... kitty kitty. It's that bush... Butch Les. <laughs> with that strap on. She's like, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was my story of the death chair from Yorkshire, England. Dun, 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 dun. A deadly sit. <laughs> Apparently a deadly knock too, just bumping into it. I know. Give you a brain tumor. But it takes a while for a brain tumor to kill someone, right? So So she would have already like, had it. Come on guys, logic is there. Well, not with these people. <laughs> Accordingly. But also this is like eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds. I well, nineteen hundreds is when modern medicine was becoming a thing. Okay, well, here's the logic that I was looking at it for the story. Like, let's say something continuously happens around something. That's why they think it's haunted and cursed, obviously, because this guy just happened to say this about his chair, whoever sits in it, whatnot. But it's consistently happening, and it's drumming up stories from this one guy. Do you still take it as a haunted object? Let's say this, my favorite mirror here, is supposedly haunted because of tiles and people dying around it and whatnot. But that could just be town living and people just dying because they're falling off buildings and shit like that because mm -hmm. accidents happen. But the mirror's nearby and people keep noticing it. Would you say that this is still cursed? No. 
you would just say it's things are happening. Yeah. I think... But also, would you use that logic if somebody's there like a criminal, but you don't know they're the criminal? Yeah, because I think that it's a serial killer using the chair. And then the other stuff is just coincidence. So would you say that about somebody getting... falling on a knife repeatedly while somebody's in the room again for the fifth person that fell on a knife repeatedly? No, that's just murder. It's just first person. I'd be like... But how do you know You're they're just there? <laughs> well, how do you know these people didn't die from a curse of this mirror that's supposedly there? Also, if there's a curse on this mirror, I want it to be cool. Like, it brings me money. But not from people's deaths. Don't kill people because of death. Uh, you just gave me the monkey paw fails. Oh, with the whole <laughs> thing? If I'm, like, putting a spell and there's, like, some magic touch on this mirror... <laughs> You think of that? That's eerie. <laughs> but, um, don't kill people, Mirror. That's not cool. Bring them prosperity and blessings and good fortune. And good looks. <laughs> filter. <laughs> yeah. Give them that good Snapchat filter. <laughs> I like the dog one. <laughs> and the butterfly face and the freckles. <laughs> but I already have freckles naturally. <laughs> Make them more visible. Yeah, I like the dramatic ones. Also, Snapchat sponsor us. Yeah. We have to... Should we make a Snapchat? For Deeper Into the Dark. Don't we yeah. have one? No. If you so, want to. I mean, I was, you do use Snapchat a lot. Yeah. I I'm lazy I was thinking hell. about it, but then I was like, um, I want to have more of a fan base before I do that. Otherwise, I'm just going to be sending Snapchats out there to nothing. True. <laughs> but is Snapchat kind of dying? I don't know. I, don't, people I mean, people don't even it. use Instagram that much anymore. I know. Insta well, because they Insta. freaking block everything. Mm-hmm. Let me tell ya. Also, follow our TikTok, guys. Anyways, that was my story. Thank oh, yeah, you so TikTok. much, guys. Thank you for your story, Christina. Thank you. And answer your Amber Alert and be... Just be alert. With be Amber a, Alerts. Amber Alert. Be Amber's you Alert. You could be the next Pastor Jeff King and catch a little girl in the midst of being abducted. You could save someone's life. Yeah. You never know. And don't sit in chairs. <laughs> <laughs> don't sit in old cursed in chairs. wooden chairs. Because they might have weird chemicals in them, according to Christina. <laughs> or I'm going to look that up so I can send it to you. Oh, the chemical thing? I'll yeah. send you that one that I was talking about because like, it's like that really high orange one. Yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about. I'll, I'll send it to you. But, um, and... It's wanna, like an old paint that I wanna has, like... I like, look for it now at Goodwill. It's like an old paint that has, like, a specific, uh... Lead? Not lead. It's like, um... Latex? A thing that's used to make radioactive material or something of the sort. Gamma? Gamma radiation to make it glow. <laughs> but, yeah. It's... Hulk. <laughs> 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 Anyways. Ew. <laughs> What if, so if I wonder Hulk if it's green. comes in you, do you get his powers until you pass it on to the baby? Or... I don't know. I always want to know if his cum is green. Because his whole body changes green. I don't know. Let's go look on Pornhub and see if they have anything. <laughs> we're going to do research, guys. <laughs> well, we're, we'll let you guys know. We're going to we're gonna take one for the team. We're going to do the research on it. Christina will take it <laughs> for the team. And she'll let you know. I don't know. I guess you... Maybe that'll be a Patreon episode. <laughs> I, I know. We talk about weird shit. 
Hey, Santa's um, strange. <laughs> I want to have like our own podcast color cover for the Patreon, though. Yeah. All I right, know. we should look into that. Well, thank you guys so much. Follow us on all of your social media platforms. We're pretty much on all of them. And we're on um, YouTube. Oh yeah, we're slowly downloading stuff to YouTube. Sorry guys, forever. I can only download like five a day. Yeah. And it's stupid. And slow as shit. I was trying to stay here to help with one of them and it was they like slowly go through everything. Anyways. Mm-hmm. And then um just listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to like Share and follow. And now subscribe. And now subscribe um, for YouTube. 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 <laughs> and then also send in your stories. Please. If you have any. If you have any. Um, anything else? That's it. Well, thank you guys. Love you so much. Watch out for haunted cursed objects. Answer those Amber Alerts. Not in the matter of I need you to be an Avenger, but just be alert and look out for people that might be in you distress. And, and stay safe. Yeah. Do your best to be safe. And get railed. Love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.